Well, hello and welcome to another episode of uh, Filmy Manager. And uh, kicking off the new year, just wishing everyone a wonderful 2021. Hopefully, 2020 was a, a pretty hard year for humanity in general. And uh, here's hoping that 21 is a little bit better. One of the things that 2020 uh, threw a spotlight on, among many things, is the aspect of uh, mental health. as people changed the way they lived the way they worked the way they interacted with each other there was a, a lot of focus on how they coped with uh, with these changes in their lives and there were a lot of discussions on the importance of taking care of one's mental well-being apart from other aspects of one's life so this episode will focus on exactly that on uh, why mental health is important and uh why and how one can actually seek help and how that works and as always on this uh uh podcast we'll we'll look at the framework of a movie to to sort of understand this and and the movie we'll be analyzing is dear zindagi uh this was uh, i think a landmark film in my opinion uh, on this particular topic that came out a few years ago uh it was made by gauri shinde and starred um, shahrukh khan and alia bhat and it it talks about uh, a young working professional kaira who's struggling with issues and how she sort of copes with those issues by actually seeking help and then uh, getting some clarity but uh, instead of me talking about this on my own i wanted to bring in someone who is uh, in the field uh, of mental health so i wanted to welcome to the podcast uh, all the way from melbourne in australia vinay nayar uh vinay is someone that i've known for a long time uh, we went to uh, engineering school together but since then vinay has actually sort of found his calling and his passion in the area of mental health and wellbeing and uh, has worked with several people individuals and groups uh, in order to help them uh, to cope with various challenges uh uh in the area of mental health so without much ado i wanted to invite you when i welcome you to the show and maybe you can give our uh, listeners a brief about yourself so that they know you as you know us i'm uh, i'm pleased to be here it's um, you know I'm, i'm really excited to have this opportunity to actually dissect um a bollywood movie that you know that are, that are really liked but also from the lens of you know what a mental health professional would be looking at so yeah hi to all of you listeners really pleased to be here um my my background is that i i came out to australia around in 2003 um, to study to study it like you know like most students who finish their um, computer science bachelor's degree and you know in the next couple of years being out here in a in a new country going through the different you know experiences made me made me start to look at my life in a bit of a different way and i decided to pursue you know one of the things that i was good at at that point is you know either writing software or talking to people about how to use that software right and i was getting more feedback from people who enjoyed having the conversation with me so i decided to pursue that you know signed on for a, a course in counseling and then um, here i am uh, 12 years later you know giving giving you my so called professional opinion on what um, you know what mental health is is not so yeah i i do uh, i do a lot of different things i sometimes you know do some mental counseling but more so i i tend to bring a lot of my 
um, learnings from from my you know from my counseling ex- ex- uh, experience and also the education because it was a very experiential course it was not a, a theory based exam it was you know we were we were um, you know we were trying out some of these uh, you know um, beliefs and values and changing of systems and what not in our own lives through this process so it's a uh, it's impacted on my life and i and i see a lot of what i've been through in this you know in the story of um, kaira in today's movie so yeah, so thank you for being here for right yeah i mean uh, we'll call to learning from you so let's jump in uh, right in avinay so the movie starts off uh, dear zindagi starts off and we get this glimpse into kaira's uh, current situation her life her work her relationships her family and uh, i'll probably ask you a pointed question i think she uses this line saying i'm okay there's some she's going through something and she tells herself i'm okay so is i am okay the biggest lie in in human uh, history you think you know i'm i'm okay something that people you know want because our brains want certainty right our brains struggle with the fact when when life is not certain just like how we've seen in 2020 so you know it is usually we look for that from others but in her case it is pretty clear that she's kind of uh, you know relying just on herself which is why we you know we see her going through this process and i think a lot of people they wake up in the morning look in the mirror and say you know and try to say i'm okay some people are able to be honest with themselves and others will sometimes fake it till they can try and make it and that's where we have to try and you know figure out i guess you know whether yeah. we're moving forward or not so what were some of your observations on Kaira's life in, in that first part or let's say first 30% of the movie where we are shown some of the challenges that she, she's dealing with what what are some of the things that stood out to you i mean on the uh, you know at the outset or on the peripheral vision you know it looks like she is you know she's an aspiring cinematographer she's also ambitious she's also you know someone who enjoys her work she comes up with some creative ideas in the work she does but also sometimes we you know we see a sense of uh, her not trusting the process or maybe her not believing that she's got to where she's got to because you know of okay some other reasons maybe gender based what not you know through that mm-hmm. process so i think we see a person who is you know who's putting on a mask to face yeah. the external world but internally there are very few people who actually see her for who she is maybe you know for example her few close friends and also her um, her housemate uh, she seems to be you know yeah. quite very well in tune in how mm-hmm. she's feeling so you know i think that's that kind of you know distinction is what i was taking away from it which is quite common in uh, today's world yeah for sure and and also uh, some of the things that you observe about her life uh, a lot of times we we tend to uh, look at our challenges the ones that we actually face on the outside and and sort of confuse them for the actual problem so would you would you characterize her challenges with let's say her parents or her relationships more as symptoms or you know how, how does one how do you see that yeah so you know we we see a range of different you know I guess problems showing up in her life you know first and foremost you know not being able to connect with her uh, with her parents and also you know her uh, you know you you see her having a bit of a fling with someone on the set yeah and you and you start to think that you know is she 
is she being unfaithful for reason or is there a story behind this and you know she's you know and she's uh, she's thinking about that so uh, the you know people you know when uh, when people are seeing you from you know from a from a, from a different perspective or often our colleagues and you know people who might just know us as acquaintances they often see a version of you that is you know that from their view it looks like it is problematic and uh, the real problem really is arising from something deep down inside a lack of a lack of yeah. her not feeling good enough or her lack of feeling abandoned or her lack of you know that if i trust this person am i going to you know am i going to fail again right a fear of failure often and that comes out as anger sadness sometimes you know making decisions that are not in line with the values for example having the flame yeah. or even just avoiding things right yeah i think you touched upon an important uh, two two important points i think one is uh, a kind of she's always somebody who seems to be she doesn't seem to be committing to things uh, she seems she seems to be unsure and she seems to be afraid of something and that's something that that's those are some of the uh, traits that come out in that first uh, let's say 20 30% of the movie yeah and we and you then, see that uh, often yeah you can you can see that she is troubled Go on. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah so, uh, one one thing is that uh, you know when uh, when you notice that she is troubled, she's also uh, I think looking for an answer. And I think Gauri Shinde I think sets it up very nicely because she's she first shows us uh, uh, Kaira's life. And what's really interesting in this is that we we think of mental health as uh, of course the old uh, stereotypes right like the person is not functional at all and here you have a person who's fully functional she is she is capable she's talented she's a climber she's she's working uh, and producing and creating uh, she's got uh, a, an active life it's not that she's she's sort of chained somewhere in some room or something mm-hmm. like that but you know there's this sort of a, a, a dichotomy between the way the outside and the inside I think that that was one thing that stood out for me as well. Mm. And the uh, yeah, uh, oh, life was present. Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, there's also the concept of independence, right? As as you were talking about the uh, you know the breakdown, I was like you know she there's is a there's a clear the director is able to clearly indicate that there's a feeling that there's a lack of connection with her within. Right. She, exactly. you know, and and she's using it. You know, she's escaping, sometimes numbing, you know, to cope with you know, not knowing what to do with it. She's in a bit of a flux. Right. And uh, there was one interesting exchange that she had with uh, one of her colleagues, and I think that's what uh, the movie it sets up the act to, if you will, where uh, she realizes that one of her colleagues is seeing a shrink. and uh, he is gay so she talks to him and says hey so are you uh, seeing a shrink because you want to tell your parents that you're gay and he turns around and tell tells her that no i'm seeing a shrink because i want to tell myself that i'm a gay that i'm i'm gay so uh, you know that really uh, what do you think about that that kind of perspective because it it's so much about our lives professional and personal is about um, you know self acceptance acceptance uh, acceptance from from others but uh, the point is that unless we we look within and accept ourselves for the way we are 
um it's going to be very hard and you're always going to be relying on what someone else thinks of you yeah uh, do you see that often in uh, you know in in your in your work and yeah the people so, that you, you know the 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 unfortunate thing about self acceptance is that it is you know it is formed in early childhood based around how others how your interaction with others goes right and that's what i think this movie is trying to set up really well uh, self acceptance is a really big topic you know if you go on youtube if you type in you know affirmations all of those meditations are around self acceptance and this is something that we'll unpack but it is a you know it's a core concept which i think is is being shown that you know people can be successful on the exterior they can have a level of success but self acceptance can still be a, a distant dream for someone yeah. who lies everything else so if you are a, if you're often a family member or someone who cares for this person you'll really want to quickly jump in and try to you know um sympathize with this person or you know even try to say no 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 it's it's all fine don't look at life uh, you know as being half empty look at it as being half full but that's not what self acceptance is self acceptance is being able to sit with someone's emotion and you can see her, see that really well where she you know she shows frustration in the in the supermarket where she breaks those jars then when someone yeah. asks uh, you know uh, i think it's a housemaid when she asks uh, you know what's happening she starts picking up a chili and eats it and then she yeah. uses that as a way of saying oh, i'm i'm tearful because of the chilies so there's yeah, a clear yeah. disconnect between showing emotion and uh, you know uh, and a sense of connection so yeah that's 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 a that's that's a real clear indicator that i look for when i'm when i'm speaking with anyone and again it does not mean that we have to diagnose people it just means that you know yeah. it gives it gives anyone who cares for this person an opportunity to connect yeah that's a great point and i think uh, what sets up the last part of the movie the last 30% of the movie is you know she stumbles upon this conference she's working at a hotel shooting a video and she stumbles upon upon this conference on mental health where there's a panel of psychologists and psychiatrists and um, i think uh, each of them is giving this uh, very deep technical view of of mental health and she is like oh man i i i can't this is i'm just zoning out and then the last person on the panel is sharukh khan's character jahangir khan or jug as he calls himself and he sort of um, sort of simplifies it i think someone asks him that what is crazy mean? yeah right and yeah. he could have given a a very technical you know psychologist answer but he just simplifies it and and says that it's just a matter of uh, it depends on who is looking at the you and from what lens so um, the context and he says that if the context right so he says if i'm i'm in this panel and i'm i'm all of you are wearing formal clothes and i'm in torn jeans and a t-shirt you might think i'm crazy but someone else might say i might just think that i need a better stylist or i might need a better sense of style so that sort of warms her up and and in the very next scene you see that she's you know this girl who's so hesitant to you know sort of explore herself she's already taken an appointment she's already sitting in his in his office so do you think that there is a need to sort of demystify this whole thing about seeking help yeah. uh, and they call it the marker doctor and all the things movie yeah. but it's really about just going and talking to someone isn't it yeah you know you, uh, just before she meets her psychiatrist there's another symptom there where she says that she's missing sleep okay that's yeah. often another yeah. thing again you know people often start to you know when you're missing sleep 
you can either go to a uh, an standard doctor or you can you know you yeah. can stop and pause and go to a dimaka doctor right so dimaka. there is a there's a clear distinction that again you know that's again um, self awareness so before self acceptance is also self awareness right and what uh, what isaki is doing there is you know he's he's taking his coat off of being a professional and telling people that you know even though mental health came from the whole aspect of you know being people being prisoned and then people going into an asylum and then people starting to slowly being released in the community and people with mental health you know being violent and what not because of the you know the um, information that's shared on media it has become a concept that's quite bit of a taboo but really what i have yeah. been noticing with my life and with the people i've been helping is that when we start to ignore those signs that tell us that you know there's something amiss in our life like for example lack of sleep lack of appetite you know having you know arguments with others that's an opportunity for us to go and get help before it before we start to go crazy in the eyes of the society right yeah that's a great point yeah it's a, it's, a, it's something that uh, needs to be flipped around and i think she's trying to get that point across in a in a very nice and gentle way which is why when she walks into the office she feels a lot more comfortable because she knows he himself was not you know ready to be judged or he himself you know was not sitting from was not uh, giving his opinion from a place of authority but uh, from a point yeah. of a human he wasn't being. talking down to her correct yeah, absolutely he wasn't on a pedestal trying to tell her that look this is what is wrong with you yeah, yeah. yeah. so that uh, you know authority can you know letting go of authority can often help a person connect i think that's what i took away as a as a profession from that particular scene that's a great point and of course then the the movie sort of focuses on the actual process of of therapy and there too i think uh, uh, let's say okay she's taken this this decision to go and seek help which is fantastic but in the first session when she's talking to to jad again uh, she is not ready to be vulnerable in front of him right so she says that uh, i'm not getting sleep because i'm worried about a friend who's going through this problem and of course he's a perceptive character so he's he knows that she's actually talking about herself uh, how big uh, you know how big of an adjustment is that or a preparation for ourselves is that let's say we're going to seek help you know uh, and we have to be i mean do we have to really work on ourselves to be prepared to open up because something that we've never done in our life in front, maybe just in front of a mirror but not in front of anyone else how hard is i you know i definitely do recommend that you know people you know not not practice it it, it is not this is not a test you know it is a in neither neither did the therapist or the you know the client know where this is going to go right so that's why you know the therapist he's got a few things up his sleeve you know he uses humor early on he talks about what is happening in your life currently he looks for the transitions so she's just uh, changed her job she's come to goa she doesn't do this often so he you know he starts to tap into those things and often you know we you know the the way we feel about ourselves is how we respond to life transitions for example if someone if someone is losing a you know a job or what not um they you know the way some people will say you know so what i'll go and get another job other people will go into some state of you know sadness and so on so yeah. it uh, that that really plays uh, a part in that and also that this i would i would encourage you to 
you know, encourage your listeners to have some form of a journal where they can at least jot some few points down on what is actually causing them grief in their life. It doesn't have to be, you know, something yeah. big. It can be something small because our problems have to have to be definitely looked in our context, not in not in view of someone else. Okay, if I don't, if I'm I'm not if I'm not having a happy relationship with my life. and if i turn around to myself i say at least i have food in my life compared to someone else out there who doesn't have food it's not it's not comparing apples to apples it's uh, it's it's yeah. you know and often i see people distract themselves by focusing on that at least they have something when you start with the word at least it's not empathy it's sympathy so you know that's a you know that's that's a really good uh, perspective and i think you know if people look up a person by the name of Brené Brown on YouTube they'll find information about vulnerability right vulnerability is not something that that comes naturally and he he is using humor to encourage her to be vulnerable and he is using that he is letting her you know talk about her friend and externalize her problem because he understands that vulnerability is is a scary thing for people so you know if you if you do that in front of a mirror you might feel vulnerable but you might step out of the you know the mirror and then you might come across someone who is not willing to be supportive of your vulnerability you know it might be a person who is just going about their day to day tasks that's why you know yeah. trying to practice that vulnerability in a, in the in the in the with a therapist is often helpful that's a great point and i think uh, uh, he he sort of encourages her to open up with with a little bit of humor and then he tackles this uh, you know, sort of problem that she's having with relationships you know i think she she feels that uh, she is uh, she's had a friendship so she feels that society is already judging her you know and i know he he tells her he uses the the metaphor or the analogy of buying a chair and you know or buying anything for that matter aren't you going to try a few things before you actually come back to it and she and he sees that she's she's it's sort of it's t- it's taking a load off her like what what you see in that last 30% is that of the movie is that this girl who feels so burdened by her own mind and thoughts is slowly feeling lighter and and lighter and lighter uh and i think the the impact of that is also seen in the fact that she's able to even tell her parents what she thinks of them uh, not in a direct way but i think it it sort of she erupts uh, during a get together for her brother and uh, she tells her parents that and i think that's the first time we get a glimpse into the actual core issue the unresolved trauma in a way in her life uh, which is about her being abandoned by her parents or she, i mean that's the way she sees it that she was abandoned she was kept in her grandparents house while her parents well lived in a different country for a year trying to set up a business and i think it it sort of uh, comes into that so maybe we'll spend a little bit of time talking about uh, that aspect and the sort of the the child parent uh, great so uh, we saw how uh, jug was helping uh, kaira with humor and with you know a, a conversation creating a comfortable environment uh, he was helping her feel lighter she was using metaphors he was explaining things to her about her own life and her own decisions giving her a new perspective and i think what we see in the movie is that as she is sort of freeing herself up in a way she is able to dig deep and sort of you know 
to to use this physical analogy is able to dig deep and pull out the issue the real core issue that is at the heart of everything and which is a period of one year and we are shown as a as a viewer the period of one year where her parents had to leave her uh, at her grandparents house because they were going to a different country to to set up a business and they couldn't take her um and that was a period where she felt really abandoned she wrote a lot of letters to her mother uh, asking her to take her back and there was no response and then she uh, discovers that her mother comes back home with a baby brother uh, and she again feels jealous and she overhears her mother and this is when she's 6 years old Uh, she overhears her mother telling her grandfather that I don't reply to her letters because I don't want to give her false hope. Mm. I can't manage two children, two children in a foreign country. Mm. And uh, she makes a she takes a decision as a six-year-old, a small six-year-old, that mm. uh, somewhere it seems to be her fault. You know, mm. she 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 seems to think that uh, you know uh, she is the reason that you know her parents are not. taking her uh, to their place and then she tells herself that i will from now on i won't ask anything of my mom and dad and i won't expect anything so how significant do you think that is in a person's life that kind of uh, a trauma and talk to me a little bit about this uh, this whole dynamic this child parent parent child dynamic that happens uh, in in a young age and how that can actually create a lasting impact uh, and it's also kind of a sacred ground right where we don't really want to go into and start looking objectively at our childhoods because we feel that it's some kind of a sacred ground that we are not supposed to question so talk to me a little bit about those aspects look family dynamics is is what all of counseling is based upon right the whole framework of counseling sits upon family dynamics and and what makes it so interesting that there's so many people so many different branches and ways of dealing with family dynamics that have cropped up is is because it's complex it's because there's two human beings trying to respond to each other and a child trying to you know think about controlling her future by communicating with the parents right and parents treating the child as if the needs are different to what the child's needs are and that can happen to anyone at any any point in time right uh, a, a, a a adult a fully grown adult you know ambitious you know a successful adult can feel like a child at any given moment in time if they come across a person who does not meet their needs you know that can be triggered so they the question here is not about you know what we how do we stop trauma from happening right this is not a this is not an indication for parents you know to tell parents that, oh my god you can't leave your children ever with the grandparents and go away because your child is going to ab- experience abandonment this is about communication this is about you know sitting with the child and understanding the needs around why was she writing a letter right she wanted to feel the connection with the parents you know she you know they she she was surprised when they came back with uh, another child she was not expecting that right so her expectations were not met so it's uh, a yeah. you know it's not it's not necessarily the trauma that causes issues for you know for children in adulthood it is actually how parents respond to that when the children express it in the in the way that they do so i think you know parents these days really need to be a lot more aware and you know before they move into the phase of trying to fix a problem right and that's what happens with yeah. with parents a lot of the time yeah and in the movie in this movie you you see that 
uh, uh, you know parents are uh, the parents there are not really aware i mean they're a bit confused and they they're shown as being a little confused and you know they're wondering you know what's happening uh, why is this uh, why is my daughter not connecting with so they they're, they're seeing their symptoms yeah so That's you know right. they they're focusing on symptoms of being you know of her being a bit of a defiant daughter you know her being someone who you know who is that one person who doesn't want to get married just being difficult what not but they don't see the connection between you know what how she's responding to them currently because now you know as an adult she feels she feels like she's got a lot more control so she can she can express her emotions but unfortunately she's expressing it coming out of anger where she has that uh, you know that meltdown in front of her family yeah. members when they when they start to continuously being critical of her so to speak yeah and then there's that that uh, a kind of a eureka moment between uh, the uh, the the therapist and uh, uh hey vinay i just need to pause just for a second yeah sure. uh just just sorry one one second it's okay all right be good yeah so we're talking about the eureka so moment. uh the eureka moment so there was a eureka moment between uh, you know kaira and jug where kaira sort of recounts this whole thing you know uh, what happened to her during how she felt and how her parents reacted how she felt and she she really literally breaks down there and then uh, that is a i think a, a, a great moment in that equation between the therapist and her and uh, talk to me a little bit about those moments because of course in the movie they show and it, it's a movie so you know in a way you have to show that the person is has experienced that moment she's sort of figured out you know everything now starts to make sense as to why she is the way she is like she's she's uh, sort of always running away from things and people because she feels that that abandonment will follow her where with respect to all her relationships so she ends up breaking up with people before she feels they break up with them and all of that uh sometimes you know when you when you live for 20 30 40 years with, or more more with a certain way of thinking uh, that you've carried along and you have this eureka moment in reality i assume it can be quite unsettling and you're you're virtually you're just it's like you're you're naked out there in the world again and you have to you're like it's like you're reborn right that's what i felt uh, when i when i saw that i thought the movie was uh, sort of gave it a more positive view but in your experience have you seen that when people are faced with the actual reality of what the problem is uh, how do they react to that like how how tough is it or how easy is it look you know her you know there's a there's obviously the running joke in counseling school is that you know if you if you're able to make a client cry you know you've given yourself a star or what not right you've 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 achieved your goal that's uh, you know that's you know, that's a, that's a joke so to speak but you know you know it is it is an it is an emotional response so you know a person sobbing in in your presence as a therapist you know you see that as some form of a release and that it is just one of the stages of release so what we see in this movie shown you know really in a compressed manner is the relationship changing and the discussion topics changing and moving from you know something external to something more vulnerable and she is you yeah. know it is it is often possible in a in a therapy session that a client walks away from a session and then goes away and does something drastic like her having a you know meltdown in front of her parents or having a you know 
release again an emotional release in front of my parents knowing sometimes that next day i'm going to a counselor and be able to talk about this so people often do that because they use that as an opportunity to piggyback right. on each other so it's important that you know when when i'm sitting in front of someone as a counselor mm-hmm. and if they if they have an aha moment where they start to realize how why you know why the patterns in their life currently are a representative of what happened in the past usually it is a 17 to 18 you know session uh you know what do you call it has to go through about 17 to 18 sessions before people can actually have that aha moment and that's where counselors use different tools you know different therapy styles different approaches different instruments what not uh, you know to 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 get to that point but it is you know it, it is uh, you know it is something that counselors are aware of so what they do is they 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 try to build a sense of support network around the person who with the who would the person be communicating with because the counselors understand that they're working in a controlled environment where this person is sitting in front of a counselor and there's no one else around you there's no phones there's no social media there's no you know people being critical of you and what not because all of that all of those societal things can trigger what's uh, what's been happened all right so it is uh, you know it's a uh, it's something that counselors will uh, you know will preface and also you know bookend at the same time to make sure that clients feel supported through that process and you know there will be there'll be some measures put in place to see okay if you if you feel something coming up all of a sudden while you're out there right you notice something and then all of a sudden you start to realize why why you used to do the things that you do you have another aha moment when you don't have a counselor right what are you going to do are you going to call someone are you going to write something down but definitely come back and process it so it's important that yeah. we you know people don't go back into their judging mode and that's what that's what she is doing she's becoming more experimental with her life and a bit more flexible with her thinking rather than you know trying to put everyone into a box including herself yeah and in the end i think her kind of a last exchange that she has with jug and i think she's through this process uh, developing some feelings for him obviously because she's probably not met someone like him who's really understood her and um, i think in the last session he kind of shocks her to say that uh, you know the next session is going to be our last session she was not expecting that and when she talks to him you know she says that i'm i like you and i really like you and uh he he tells her that i'm sorry but i can't i like you too but i can't get involved uh, with you here and our journey needs to stop here and you know genius is knowing and she asks him that you know what do i do if i have another problem like who do i go to and he tells her genius is knowing when to stop so we've spoken about you know seeking help and going through this process but the the question is when do you stop i guess that's what i wanted to ask when do you stop uh, therapy Yeah. Yeah. And I think it transitions, you know, more so than stopping it has to transition towards a stop. It's like a it's like a book. You start the book, you know, you're you're you get interesting and then reaches some form of a climax and then it has to come to a soft close. Sometimes it's just an, you know, an open close where a counselor will transition you, but it is it is you know, I like how she talked about her feelings with her counselor because that sometimes can, you know, again make things fester on for people people can you know continuously worry about those things especially so yeah it is uh, you know it's an indication that she was not fearful of being vulnerable i think that that's what the director was trying to get across in front of a in front of a counselor who could actually reject her and say no because that's what she faced she yeah. faced rejection right after she experienced vulnerability 
right you know but it was yeah. in a safe space where she could actually explore it and there was another you know phrase that he used earlier on as well which said don't let your past blackmail your present to rob you of your beautiful future right? yeah yeah that and, was a great uh, time. and yeah. i think you know that was that kind of that kind of sums it up and and usually that's you know that's the point that you want to be in counseling when you start to realize when you start to connect with that quote there you know not when you have been diagnosed with a mental health issue and what not and that can you know yeah. that people know you know when they when they start to notice how their relationship with others are happening but yeah, it is a you know the yeah. um, the closure aspect of it 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 takes a while and in this movie you know because of the limitation on time it's been shown really quickly and you know she has a she has a cry out at the gate which again gives gives her a sense of closure again as well again that emotional release yeah and and then she's uh sort of uh, open enough brave enough to to feel it and not suppress it and not and and to understand it and let it out and and be done with it i think that was in a way jugs uh, victory and he, he even tells her in that last session that i'm so happy that you told me what you feel about me even though i'm not reciprocating it you 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 were able to tell me and you were able to sort of process it in a way that i wanted you to it comes back to the whole concept of self acceptance again right so she can she can accept yeah. that she's having these feelings she can share it and then the outcome is not really in her control she starts to realize that yeah yeah and i think the the other aspect of this movie is that uh, it's not that at the end of that you know kaira is a superwoman i think she goes back to i think she goes back to living her life but she probably does it with a better understanding of herself which which i feel is what you can expect from you know from seeking from seeking help so you know you can see uh, you can see here you know go and you know uh create a movie that is in line with her values about a person who is you know searching for their own identity and you know being living and living behind a mask but then uh, you know but then opening up so you know and that's what happens when you when we start to live with a version of ourselves that we can accept we start to produce work or have relationships that are meaningful that are fruitful that uh, that seem even though they seem vulnerable they are you know they're authentic and that's why you know people around them you stand them seeing and clapping it's not because yeah she's done a first production it's because she's created something that's genuine and authentic and people around her know that it it is a true essence of who she is as a person she's grounded in herself yeah and uh and so much for this it's been and lastly as uh, whoever is tuning in uh what would you say would you leave us with uh, a few words uh of you know direction or advice on seeking help because i know i'm sure that in all facets of life in our work life in our personal life we do face challenges we are observing behaviors first might be uh, brave enough open enough to uh, go ahead and and resolve those so what would your advice be to to our listeners on uh, on mental health and on seeking help based yeah. on your experience 
Look, uh, you know, my advice is going to seem a little bit out there because I'm, you know, I have been living in uh, I've been living in Australia, but every individual across the world is able to do this, right? So, you know, what I my profound learning from studying counseling is that any one of us is able to learn how we can, you know, communicate with others. So for you know for people thinking about therapy, right? think about how you're going to use therapy to benefit different areas in your life to find appreciation in others you know to to be more accepting of yourselves to be more accepting of others you know and how to listen more and often not just you know talk 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 and find solutions for others because this you know if i'm not you know this is this is by no no means uh, you know how a real therapy you know what do you call um, discussion would happen right so you know there are there are aspects of therapy and the person going through a change that have been um, um glamorized for for the sake of for the sake of the movie so you know that's not the point the point is that you know anyone can take on a role that SRK was playing using humor using non-judgmental you know an approach not to you know telling them it's okay to cry not uh, you know not not just jumping in and giving them a hug when you know when they look like they're upset but just being alongside them so that a person can accept themselves and i think sometimes when we don't have a person like around them you know going to seek therapy is good but trying to you know constantly tell ourselves that i'm i can i'm okay i can i can fix this myself yeah. we wouldn't do that if we had a broken hand right we wouldn't no. just hold a hand there and say i'm going to be okay in 40 days we don't do that we go and get expert help so it's a, always a good idea to go and get someone but get someone who is who has some of those emulations of the therapists that is on the movie yeah and uh, before i let you go uh, just like uh, we try out things uh, just like they're using the analogy of the chair you know you try things out is it also plausible to assume that when you seek out a therapist that you try therapists and see who works for you do you, do you do you see that happening as well in the field i would i would love for people to you know go and go and talk to a a person who you know they might have seen a therapist ask them for their experience first before you go and see one yourself just like how um, just like how the actress did in the movie right because you know you, you that that right. you know her her assistant who went and saw the therapist you know he wouldn't have gone there thinking that quote he would have become wiser after having a discussion with a therapist after running through some of the thoughts so it's a you know it's a it's a definite you know it's easier word of mouth for you to walk in there and be vulnerable and from the get go or if you hear someone if you if you tune into what they're saying you know go and try that out but you know don't don't expect that you're going to find a therapist like you're going to find you know going to get a uh a bag of onions from the you know from the market i i like to yeah. say that a therapist is like a shoe if one don't fit we go and get another one we don't stop wearing shoes for the rest of our lives yeah that's a great point right and on that note uh, i want to thank you uh, i think it's been excellent even for me personally to to listen to some of these insights uh, and i know we both watched the movie together but you know now i'm understanding uh, in a lot more nuance uh, after having <laughs> spoken with you and i'm sure many of our uh, listeners who've seen dears in the gi would uh, encourage you to go watch it again uh, and and try and understand and try and look at these characters and their journeys uh, through some of these points that that were discussed and also more importantly uh, be open to seeking help uh, and uh, not 
always try and convince yourself that I am okay. That that might not always be the truth. So thank you, Vinay, and uh, uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in. I'll see you all on the next episode.